Welcome to the CVMI Open Door Podcast with pastor and teacher Jamie Gizzy. We trust that you will be blessed as we study the Word of God through its context, history, and word studies. It's time to walk through the threshold of the open door. Now, here's your teacher, Pastor Jamie Gizzy. Greetings, everyone. Pastor Jamie Gizzy with CVMI back with you again for another episode of the CVMI Open Door Podcast. Uh, we are continuing our series on end-time Bible prophecy. I'm joined once again with CVMI pastor, director, and uh, trustee and staff pastor with uh, Crosshairs Bridgeport, Pastor Carrie May. Uh, we're, this is, I believe, episode number four in this series. We uh, want to thank everybody who has been tuning in up to this point. We encourage you to um, please subscribe to the podcast, um, whether you're, whatever platform you're using, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify, subscribe and turn on the notifications. That way you know when new episodes have come. Um, also, we post these to the CVMI Open Door Podcast Facebook page, so please make sure that when, the, when we share these um, these episodes, the new the new content to the Facebook page. Please make sure you share them to your Facebook page as well. That way we can get the word out um, as much as we can. I was sharing with uh, Carrie last week. We are this podcast with even with the limited audience that we've had up to this point, we're still being heard. I don't. I think three languages and three different continents. So awesome. this this podcast is going all across the globe. Again, this is Pastor Jamie with the CVMI Open Door Podcast. We are coming to you from the office of Cross Airs Bridgeport. This is our first church plant under the CVMI <coughs> umbrella. We are located at 133 Johnson Avenue in Bridgeport, West Virginia. The phone number here is area code 304-842-4852. Once again, location 133 Johnson Avenue, Bridgeport, West Virginia. 26330, phone number 304-842-4852. Carrie, I want to join, welcome you for uh, again. Thanks for joining us as we uh, get back into this series. Yes, we want to welcome everybody, and it's very excited to be talking about the last days, the end times, and I really believe there are things and events that are happening in our day, in our hour, that we have never seen. We have never seen it separates our generation from all the previous generations. And when it comes to the end times and the last days, it's something that you can discern. You can actually discern that we are the generation that will see the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we want to encourage your hearts. We want to, I just want to open up one quick scripture. Matthew 24 verse 12 says, And because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And we are seeing that in the world, we're seeing that in the church, but uh, I don't know about you, but I've determined to let my heart on fire. I say, God, not my heart, not my life. And I pray that as your hearts cry today, as we're living in these last days, that you will stay on fire for God, you'll be plugged into the church of Jesus Christ, and we'll be caught up together to a cloud near you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you, know, uh, you just mentioned that, that we're the generation that is unique amongst the generations amongst the generations and as you were talking right before we went live um, with this recording today we were just talking about how we never really have a structure with this you know we might have an idea and say okay this let's just kind of use this thought as a starting point 
But, um, you know, Carrie and I have known each other now for close to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And this is, this, I think this was one of the, the, the bonds that brought us together was our love for Bible prophecy. Yeah. And anytime we've worked together, um, you know, doing the, the table talk videos that we did before or even doing this or um, things we've done in the past together, one of us will say something and the other one will be reminded of a passage of Scripture. And when you said that about the generations, it reminded me of, and, and I want to encourage you with this, it reminds me of how how much anticipation there has been for this generation. Mm -hmm. At the end of Hebrews chapter 11, after you go through the roll call of the heroes of faith, yeah, they long. it says, All these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, but God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Then he goes into chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses, those Old Testament heroes of faith, those early church fathers, mm -hmm. going back to the, the first and second century that we read about in, in Scripture. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which does so easily entangle us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, for who the who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, yeah. folks, again, we want to welcome you. This is season two. We we've um, distinguished the the first run of podcast episodes with this one. This is going to be its own series, its own season. This is episode four of this. And we are so excited. Those of us here at CVMI, we are extremely excited about um, this opportunity to share the word with you on a different platform um, uh, using different technology. And uh, Carrie and I, we're just going to jump into this and we're going to have fun with it. Yeah. I want to start this episode reading a passage of scripture. I had uh, shared some <coughs> news articles with Carrie over the weekend. And in Galatians chapter 4, Starting in verse 4, it says, When the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of, as sons. Verse 6, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, mm. then an heir through God. Now, this passage of Scripture talks about that God hadn't had an appointed time for the coming of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Now, you jump over into Ephesians chapter 1. Now, we see another yeah. demonstration of the fullness of time at a specific appointed time. Let's read this. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. So, in Galatians 4, we see the first coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, now, here in Ephesians 1, 9, and 10, we see part one of the second coming. Because there's right. two parts of the second coming. We, this is the blessed hope, the rapture of the church. church. It says, Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, with a view to the administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things upon the earth, at the due time, he's going to gather together, Mm -hmm. Going to gather together, folks, all things in Christ, both on heaven or both in heaven and on earth, and folks, that's where we're at. We're we're at the threshold of the door. Now, mm -hmm. the previous episode, 
Pastor Kerry and I um, taught on unveiling the spirit of Antichrist. And as this series goes on, we'll get more into that. I guess maybe the, the, that particular episode really dealt with um, maybe an overview, you know, to kind of get into something deeper as we go forward. Mm-hmm. But what I want to look at to, today in this episode is what is God doing in this appointed time? Yeah. You know, we see the yeah. spirit of Antichrist. And, and uh, Carrie, you read it there a minute ago that, you know, as lawlessness increases, right. as iniquity increases the love of many mm-hmm. would grow cold mm-hmm. and you see that look on a daily basis of unprovoked attacks against people i, right. I just saw something um here earlier today that a man was walking his dog in a park he was a firefighter was walking his dog and a bunch mm-hmm. of people just jumped him and yeah. and beat him and he was able to get away him and his dog both he mm-hmm. had some minor injuries and whatnot um but the dog was okay nothing happened nothing happened to the animal but this was unprovoked. Right. And we're seeing this. I mean, videos are coming out daily of what's going time. on in our major cities in the United States. And, if, and you know, the, the, the thing that we notice with that, and you coming from Houston, Texas, you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in the, the Boston area and being in uh, other large cities that you've been in, you see more of an anti-God mentality oh, yeah. in the metropolitan areas as yep. opposed to here in West Virginia. Right. You, you, now, I'm not saying it's 100% godly around here because it's not. Mm-hmm. But you see more of a, of a love and an understanding of the things of God in right. the, the, the not-so-densely populated areas. Mm-hmm. But w- with that said, you know, we, don't wanna, we, don't, we never want to give credit to the adversary. It's never our intent to uh, promote him and what he's up to. We right. want to. We want to know what what's God, God up to. What's God up to? So let's just let's just dive into that. What is God doing in these appointed times? That sounds really good. And I like from the article. First thing I think when we talk about God, right, that our Lord is an amazing God of order. That mm-hmm. God has everything under control. He really yeah. does. But I like what it says in that paragraph. He names and numbers the stars in Psalms one forty seven verse four. How awesome is that? He sets boundaries of the seas, Job 38, 11. He numbers the hairs on our heads, Matthew 10, 30. He keeps the te- our tears in his bottle, Psalms 56, 8. He orders the steps of a righteous man, Psalms 34, 23. So I think that when we understand, first of all, I think it's very important to understand is the fact that God is in control. He really is. Mm-hmm. God is in control, especially if you are a believer in Christ, you know, that even though we're seeing a, 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 you know, a falling away, we're seeing lawlessness increasing, but at the same time, there are other biblical prophecies concerning the church, (coughs) right? And how I really believe that the church is going to be glorious. It's going to be powerful. I think that, you know, that signs and wonders definitely follow them that believe. I believe that God is working with us, hallelujah, confirming his word, hallelujah, yep. with signs and wonders. So it's actually, uh, it's like a, a two-sided scale. Well, one, on one hand, we see the evil is getting worse and worse, but then at the same time, the church getting more and more filled, yeah. filled with his glory. The remnant church, the ecclesia. Right, the ecclesia, there you go. Yes. Well, look at, you know, we don't see this um, too much, in, and you for sure don't see it um, pushed mainstream here in the United States. But you've seen the articles. Look at the, the, the hundreds upon thousands of people in the Muslim world that are coming to Jesus Christ daily. Right. The greatest revival taking place in the world 
is happening in the Muslim communities and it's happening in the countries where communism mm -hmm. is um, is at the forefront. And I, I really believe, Carrie, the, the reason for that is because of the desperation. Yeah. There's some they where else are they going to turn? You know, they're they're living under so much persecution and under so much bondage. That God the only, is their only hope. God yeah, God is their only hope. And yeah. and I've heard, you know, different accounts where Jesus is manifesting himself mm -hmm. in these in these communities and he's showing himself to these people and they're saying he is the son of god he is the messiah yeah. he is the the promised one he is the king of kings and mm -hmm. this is the one on whose side we want to be yeah and you know that's why i thank god that you know i made that commitment to him in november 2001 and yeah. i have for 20 years almost i haven't looked back uh, right because where would we be without him today and that's what we're i really believe with all my heart that god is pouring out his spirit and there's going to be another uh, outpouring of his spirit so strong upon the church that's going to bring in the final harvest yeah that's going to bring in the final harvest and so yeah i've been crying out for revival i preach on the subject of revival mm -hmm. you know I teach on it preach on it and uh really uh all churches you need to be believing god you know yeah for an outpouring of the holy spirit because god's doing it and and we're seeing more of it overseas than we are kind of in the united states but at the same time uh, we need to believe for it. We really do. Yep. Well, you know, we could look at it from two sides of the same coin. You see where people are just getting really... Uh, we were talking in the last episode about this fear. This fear and this deception that this... Um, it's almost like a, a curtain has fallen. Like a dark shadow has fallen over people. And you know they they're 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 drawn. They're, it's like they're like a, a a moth to a porch light. You know they're they're being drawn to mm -hmm. um, to this fear and to, and to this deception. But the other side of the coin is for you and I. You yeah. know, and I, I, we can speak personally about this. For you and I, these things that we've studied for you know a long time now, collectively mm -hmm. probably you know right. half a, a century, long time. Yeah. at least a half century. You know, we're seeing we're seeing the fulfillment of Bible prophecy playing out in, oh, yeah. in our day. So as one shadow falls, a veil is being lifted. Right. You know, and that the, you go and look at the, the, the Greek for the, the word revelation. Mm. It's the unveiling of something that was previously hidden. Yeah. And we're living in that day. Well, that's the thing. Even in years past, I don't think uh, there's so been so much revelation and rhema word from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We actually understand the book of Daniel. And we understand the book of Revelation really for like the first time. I'm you know, so and, yeah. and but then the events that are happening, it's just it's just blowing my mind. It really is. It's yeah. happening so so fast. Uh, like I said, it's going so fast I honestly don't even keep up with the signs. I don't study the signs anymore. There's no reason to. There's no reason there's, to. There's no reason it's to just, you know, <coughs> we're just looking for our final destination, our final yep. hope, the blessed hope of the church. Yep. You know, it, as you were talking, a, another passage of scripture popped up into my mind, and it's um, Isaiah 60. <laughs> and, and that's where you just turned. <laughs> How funny is that? I didn't even see that. I didn't even know that's where you that's turned. Another. And it's probably the same verse. Yeah, yeah, Arise, verses. shine, for your, your light, light has come, come. and yeah. the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness There's will cover the earth, and deep, deep darkness, darkness the people. Right. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you, and nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Mm. 
My goodness gracious, what a promise. See, well, that's the thing. You have the, the promise for the light, right? That's mm -hmm. coming. But look at verse 2. It says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. See, that's the yep, other side of the that coin. shadow. That's, that's what we're, just that's what we're seeing. Yep. We're seeing the darkness over the people. It's like the, uh, the wicked are getting more wicked, but the church is going to be more glorious. But yeah. see, the glory of the Lord is going to be risen upon us. Yeah. And I really believe that that's what God is doing, what he's always desired. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God, or the kabod of God, right? That that that, that, that be manifest, his powerful manifestation of his presence among his church yeah. is going to be seen. It's going to be evident in these last days to yeah. the true church. Well, you know, speaking along those lines, just look at what we've experienced here since you and Gina moved to West Virginia from Houston. Yeah. Just look at what's taken place in not even a year yet. Mm -hmm. You know, we've went through a transition ministry-wise. You know, we, we retired Bethel Temple. Bethel Temple had its day, yep. had its season, but God said it was time for something new. Mm -hmm. As a, You know, when God spoke that to me in 2018, CVMI was born. Yeah. A name that had been given to me 20 years ago. Yeah. God had given me the name for this ministry. It was born that year. Mm -hmm. And then 2020, you guys move up here. We've got people that are coming to the church now that had very limited experience with the things of the Holy Spirit, right. know, the deep things of God. And how many people, you know, and we don't keep running totals, but how many right. people have been saved? Right. How many people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I mean, we mm -hmm. had the, the one 13-year-old young man yeah. that just got totally wrecked. Totally wrecked, I yeah. Mean, he was awesome. just soaked in the Spirit for a good hour and a half, two hours. Right, right. Um, you know, we had, uh, the, we had, we've had so many outpourings of the Holy Spirit the likes of which people keep saying, well, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And here in our little group of 30 to 40 people, it's happening. It's it not, we're, happening. we're not waiting for it to happen again. It's happening in our midst. Right, it's happening. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. You know, uh, confronting the, the, the kingdom of darkness and, you know, looking mm -hmm. looking into the eyes of the enemy and saying, your, your, your time's done. Right, you know, right, right, right. And that's, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, for, for as crazy as this world is, like uh, Pastor Kerry read there, and like I read in Isaiah 60, verse 2, mm -hmm. there's a darkness, a gross, deep darkness that's right. covering the earth. But the light of God is shining. Yes. And, and the thing that, that we have to remember, folks, is that when God shines his light, darkness has to flee. Right. That's a principle in the natural world, and it's a principle in the supernatural. It Anytime is. Anytime the light comes it on, is. darkness has to go. I thought it was great we turned to the exact same scripture. That is we, funny. We were going to share so the funny. exact same thing. That is so funny. <laughs> but also, I think it's important, too, for the church in these last <laughs> days to understand the authority that Jesus Christ gives us. And we can't forget the scriptures in Luke 10, uh, 19 and 20. And, it's, and Jesus speaking, you know, he saw... Well, verse 18, he said, Then he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, mm -hmm. and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nonetheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. So I think it's just very important to remember in these last days that we are the church and that Jesus has given us all authority over all the powers of the enemy. Hallelujah. Yep. And we can see people set free. It doesn't matter how much of a stronghold Satan might have on somebody. It can be broken by the anointing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It will be destroyed by the anointing, destroys the yoke of bondages of sin and death. And I'm telling you, you can be set free from anything that you might be addicted to today. 
Yeah. And we have that authority. We, we need to remember we have that authority. Right. In these right. days. Well, you know, and, and, and even we see this. Jesus made this statement. And, you know, we're talking that why is it, and, and I, I don't know, I, why is it that people have the tendency to, their attention seems to be drawn to negatives? You know, it's like people, right. people are, you hear the old saying, misery loves company. And for whatever reason, people, what, let's look at it from this angle. What do we see, and I'm not trying to pick on the, um, you know, the corporate media, but let's just, for, you know, for the time being, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Mm-hmm. What kind of news do they broadcast? All negative. Everything's mostly negative. negative. Everything's negative. Well, that's the thing. Something happens in a small town, right? Yeah. Like a shooting. And then because yeah. the media gets a hold of it, and the employee know there's riots breaking out all over the country. Yeah. And they just kept that local event down right. with it locally. Right. And, and, and 20 years ago, they would have done that. 20 years ago, a lot of these right. things that have, have made mainstream news, they, you know, they would have never <laughs> been reported. You might have seen maybe in like USA Today or something, a small little article this happened or whatnot. But right. you don't see the attention, or you didn't see the attention back then. That it gives today. Well, why is it that people are drawn to that? But when 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 the good things of uh, Carrie's phone's ringing, he's um, he, he's going to be buying dinner tonight. Uh, <laughs> um, why is it that people don't celebrate and look for the good things that God's doing? Yeah, you know, I wonder what would happen if um, you know we we had a I don't know a local newspaper that uh, would say, hey, you know, twenty people were were saved uh, in the blood of Jesus Christ today, and they were baptized right. in the Holy Spirit. You know, what would happen? Why is it, and you know, I've, I've said this, I've, I've made this statement so much, mm-hmm. the, it's like the, the, we, we're in this, and you see this in the book of Romans, this conflict of flesh and spirit. Right. It's like <clears throat> it, it, our, we want our flesh to be um, appealed to. We want our flesh to be satisfied. Well, you know, I, the older I get, Carrie, the more that I realize I want my spirit to be satisfied. Yeah. I, want, I want to see the good things of God. I want to see, um, you know, these appointed times. This is, this is exciting things because... Right. Look at, you know, I, I was just reading down through here, this article. And um, it, it, there's a, a, a quote on the, at the bottom of this first page. This is a, um, uh, an article from harbingersdaily.com dated July 7th, 2021. <clears throat> and it comes from a couple um, individuals. It's called Bible Bites. Mm-hmm. And they quote, they made this quote here at the beginning of this one paragraph. It says, Our amazing God has not only arranged and ordered all things in the universe, he has ordered all things within his universe in their appointed times. Right. And we're seeing all these all these appointments. You know, it's like God has has kept this appointment book throughout the generations. Mm-hmm. And now he's checking off these appointments because they're they're being fulfilled. And what an exciting time to live. It really is. What an really exciting is. time to, to be alive. Yep. Yeah, and I think that, uh, I think that, like I said, things turn to go to the negative. And it, and I really think it's, it, it really does with our own thinking. Our own yeah. thinking, even as Christians. Like, I really believe that, uh, and you read uh, Romans chapter 2, talks about being conformed, not being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? That you might prove it's a good and acceptable year of God. And also in Ephesians 5.26 talks about the washing of the word mm-hmm. and so I really I really believe that anytime you read the Bible it's like your mind taking a shower yeah it's washing those thoughts absolutely washing those thoughts 
So when Christians, like I said, it's sort of like a daily, just by being out in the world, you're going to get dirty. You have to take a physical shower every day, right? Right. It's the same thing with the Word of God. Just being out in the world, we get kind of contaminated. You know, your co-workers, yeah. you know, everybody, you know. And so, uh, but if we go days and days without reading the Bible, our thoughts are not being washed, right? Our yeah. mind's not being washed, and those, those, those bad thoughts are kind of creeping in, and we tend toward the negativity, yeah. That's why I'm thinking it's really, 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 really important for us to really get in that habit of daily Bible reading. Mm-hmm. It's like our mind, like our mind, brain taking a shower every day. And, yeah. and we need that to keep our minds pure, keep our minds holy and all the things that we see today. Well, you know, there's an old saying that says it's easy to get in the flesh. Right. For those of us that are part of the body of Christ, it should be the opposite. It should be easier yeah. for us to get in the spirit. spirit. And, you know, again, the, 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 the subject what we're looking at today is what is God doing in these last days? And the only way you're going to be able to discern what God is doing is if we learn to flow in the Spirit, if we right. have discernment of spirits. If, you know, John, through the leading of the Holy Spirit in First John chapter 4, he said, yeah. try the spirits, whether they're of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you see... Um, uh, just all all these things, and people say, "Well, you know, how do I find the mind of Christ?" You know how you, the scripture says, you, like you yeah. just read it, Romans twelve. We're we're, we're to, to put ourselves on the altar of sacrifice yeah. every day. We're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that, folks? It's simple. God has given us a blueprint, right? And it's called the Bible. Yeah. And it's just people, and and we saw this in an earlier generation in the church. You know, the time that, that you and I were growing up, because we're mm-hmm. relatively in the same yeah. the same generation. But it was, let's take the word for the person that's standing behind the pulpit, mm-hmm. whoever, whether it's a pastor, evangelist, whoever it was. And you never really heard much emphasis on Bible reading. You never heard right. a, a much emphasis on personal study mm-hmm. or personal prayer time. Yeah. But we, we've seen this, and we, we here we push this a lot. Yeah. Get into the Word of God. Get into the Word. You know, of God. we've um, some of these young people that are coming now. The you yeah. know, one young couple in particular, and I know they listen to this podcast. They're part of this ministry, and they listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to have them on with us one of these days. Yeah. I, I want them to come on, and 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 it, it, you know who you are. <laughs> you're listening to this. Yes, I'm talking about you. But you know, we really got to know them through the shutdown in 2020. You know, right. they live next door to my wife and I. And we really got to know them, and we saw a hunger with them. Mm-hmm. And they're they're diving into the things of God. And you know, we they're yeah. they're if I, I don't like to use the phrase success story, mm-hmm. but if those you and I being a part of CVMI and yeah. being a part of Crosshairs, if we have what we call a success story, I would say this couple is definitely one. Oh yeah, and their family. Yeah, they just told me yesterday, and praise God, their youngest son gave his heart to Jesus just yesterday. That's awesome. So I mean, you see, they're they're so so now. You know, when we say, when a generation just said, you know, well, this is what the Bible says, just leave it at that. We're saying, let's hold ourselves accountable to the Word of God. Right. You know, study to show ourselves approved. Right. We have to be like the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, verse 10 and 11. Yeah. When Paul preached, they received the Word of God with all readiness, but they searched the Word of God daily themselves to make sure what was being taught is true. Yep. And that's the accountability we want to have. We We want the people under our preaching. Go search the Word of God for yourself, right? Yep. And by the prayerfully and by the Holy Spirit yep. to make sure these things that we're teaching are true. 
And we welcome that accountability. We, you know, we, yeah, you know, well, that's, if we're going to know what God is up to in these days, we have to. It's it's really it's really a, a weird dynamic. I hate to say that, but it, it is a weird dynamic when you think about it. We have to have the attitude of the Bereans yes. to have the discernment of the sons of Issachar. Yes, because the sons yes. of Issachar, first or first Chronicles, or second chapter twelve, um, it says that the sons of Issachar had the discernment of the times, of the times to know what Israel ought to do. do. Right. So you know, here we are applying that that principle to the body of Christ. Right. We've got to have that Berean attitude, you know, to to yes. see, search the Scripture, see what what the Bible says, see mm-hmm. what God's up to. Then have that um, that discernment, that spiritual insight that the sons of Issachar had. So we might know what the body of Christ ought to do. Exactly. But I think one of the keys is actually being planted in a local church. Mm-hmm. Because I really think a lot of Christians out there have this mentality that they can really be a Christian outside of church. And, you know, and I like what one statement one person made. Someone said, well, I can be a Christian and not, you know, outside of church. You know, I don't have to be a Christian and go to church. And then someone responded, well, you don't need a parachute to jump out of a plane, but you you needed help. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, know? and I've heard that too, and and people say, well, look at what goes on in other countries. Okay, well, let's look at what goes on in other countries. You have people that are riding in cars eight, nine, ten hours to come to a church service. Right. And yeah, they're they're more spread out, but I I really believe, Carrie, that we're without excuse. That we're yeah. without excuse when we've got, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing the broadcast like we do on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. or you know when we broadcast through the YouTube page or whatnot. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when people use that as their church, right? They use that and see that that they used they used the the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you know okay, well now we we have this. A lot of people we got it. A lot of people were afraid to come out in public because we just didn't. And I don't believe it was. They were afraid of what they knew. It was they were afraid of what they didn't know. Didn't know exactly. They, they, were, they weren't sure what they were dealing with. They weren't with. sure. What we, none of us were. None of us had any idea what we were dealing with. Right. Now you know we we formulated opinions based on the facts that are there, and we'll just leave that. We'll mm-hmm. let that doggy rest for a little <laughs> bit. But now that things have have started to come back to a um, a little bit of normalcy, people are still using that uh, that that online mechanism as a means to stay home that's the thing they kind of get lazy they get lazy they get lazy and you know you need i mean why if if being a part of a local body was not important then why did god say that in the book of hebrews right well i think don't forsake the assembling together right and and, and even hebrews even says when you see the day approaching we need to get do together more. all the more do it all the more all the more you know there's been times and and if it if it wouldn't if it you know you look at you you look at these through a couple different um lenses I suppose but if it wouldn't hurt the ones that are in desperate need of church services whether foreign country or whatnot it's almost tempting just to say you know what we're not doing these live broadcasts anymore right. you come and you want to see it you come and be a part of it yeah yeah come you know be a part of it, right. and uh, you know like when when we have our altar services you mm-hmm. know at the end of at the end of each service we have that time of prayer that time of fellowship yeah and you know what do we do we shut the cameras off we could the cameras off. tell you yeah. now Folks, you you need to you want to be see what what God's up to, then you need to be here. Right, and, and nothing people like, know that yeah. our congregation here, they'll tell you when when one of us says shut the cameras off, they know it's things are about to go right, about to go in a really interesting direction. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it is so important to be to to plug in to a, a body. You know it's it's like the old saying: if you take a hot ember out of a fire and you put it over in a place by itself, what happens? It, yeah. it, it loses its heat and it dies right. off. 
But as right. long as that stays in close proximity to the other embers, it maintains its heat. And the same illustration given in the in the Gospels, like the shepherd and the sheep, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the sheep that that's wanders away, they're easy prey for the wolf. Right. Easy prey. You know, so the, the further you are from the body of Christ, the local church, the easier you prey you are for the devil. Yep. I mean, go, let's, let's jump over there. Let, let's just look at that in Hebrews 10 for, you know, people that don't realize this is in the Bible. Yeah, 1025. It's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Yep. Hebrews 10, 25. Let, let, let's back up and, and read. You know, we, we have this understanding um, here that if you want to know what the Bible is saying, there's three rules to interpretation. Context, context, context. context. context yes. So let's look. If you want to know the context of a verse, look at what's going on around it. Right. So right. let's look at, at verse 23. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? By not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Right. And that you right. said it right there. So we should be encouraging people. Right. You know, don't take the easy way out. I mean, no. it's so easy to sit there with your bunny slippers on and you know, you and, and you got your coffee in one hand, your donut. And that's yeah. that's there's I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but if you have the means to be a part of a local body, you need to be there. If you're not physically limited right. or, you know, um, emotionally limited, because we know people have struggles, we get that. Yeah. Uh, people deal with things, that, and the only way they're going to be set free is by the power of God. And I know this, and you know this, that it's easier for me to gain that freedom when I have a group of people around me yeah. that constantly that are loving me and checking on me. Right. If, if it's just a name on a screen that pops up, mm. you know, we might we can pray for you, but we don't know you any more than you know us. And that intimacy, that, intimacy, yes. that fellowship of intimacy is so important. It is so important. See, the blessing of the body of Christ is is that we need each other. We yeah. really need each other, and we minister to each other. Yeah. There's been times in my Christian walk, right, where my faith has been weak, I've been down, you know what I mean? And other people would just jump in and lift me up and keep me afloat. Yeah. You know, I don't know where I would be without those people, without the body of Christ that yeah. in, my, in my times of lowliness or attack or whatever that I was going through, other, the body of Christ lifted me up. And at the same time, I want to in turn turn around when I see somebody low or down or depressed. Yeah. I want to be able to go and just love on them, pray for them, and, and, and build them up in the hard times. Yeah, It's like we really minister each other. <laughs> we need each other. The body of Christ is a blessing to each other. Yeah. I can't imagine not having that family. Yeah, You know, that support system, that, right. that strength, especially in these last days, we need yeah. it. Well, you know, you look at it like this, and, and you know, people may say, well, I thought you guys were talking about what, what is God doing in these last days. He's building his body. He's building his that body. We're, we're telling you what God's doing. Exactly. And you look at it like this. When you were a child, how did you become an adult? You had to nourish. That body had to be nourished. Right. You know, whether it was eating fruits and vegetables, eating, you know, certain things, and trying to cut back on certain things, and, um, you know, you, you build up muscle, you stay active, and... And, um, you know, you, you, you do these things to, to build up muscle, to build up the bone yeah. structure, to strengthen these things. And the, the, the spiritual body works the same way. You exactly. Know, we can't, listen, I'm, listener, I want to tell you something. We can't be a complete body without you. That's right. We need your. We gi- need you. We need your gift, your talents, your abilities to pour into the kingdom of God. Yep. But then it's like even in, in Ephesians chapter 4, dealing with the fivefold ministry, right? Verse 11 says, He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, 
But look at the purpose. It's for the equipping of the saints, right? For the yeah. work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's why we need to sit under leadership, right? Fivefold ministry, so that we can come to maturity. But it says right here, right? Till we all come in unity of faith into the knowledge of the Son of Man, to a perfect man, the measure, stature, the fullness of Christ. But look at this. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine or trickery of men and the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting. See, that's what's happening. That the people that are outside the body of Christ, right? I see this. The, the, even on Facebook, you can see the, 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 like Facebook Christians and... And they're being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, right? The trickery of men, the cunning craft. They're being tossed to and fro. There's no stability in their walk. And, and, but that's the protection you get from the local mm -hmm. church. Yeah. Being under the umbrella. Being under the fivefold ministry gifts where you don't have to be tossed to and fro right. by the stuff that's out there. Yep. And, you know, maybe you're listening and you say, well, I'm not in your part of West Virginia. How can I be? You, you said... Will be a part of our body because we're incomplete without you. How can I do that if I'm not in your area? There's good Bible-believing churches everywhere. Right. Find one. Find one that preaches the truth. Find yes. one that will introduce you to the things of the Holy Spirit. Because mm -hmm. if you really want to know the truth of Jesus Christ, you've got to have that anointing and that presence of the Holy Spirit. Because you'll never right. know. You'll never know the truth if, if the Holy Spirit is absent. And that's what Jesus said. Right. It's like, uh, it's like trying to learn a trade. It's like a master craftsman in carpentry. Like you can like go down to the store, try to learn it on your own, right? On how to build things with wood, right? You can try to, and it's going to take you many, 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 many years to get any, to build anything of any value, right? But if you sit under a master craftsman that can teach you all the tricks of the trade, right? You know, you grow so much faster. You mature so much faster in the trade. And it's the same thing spiritually. It really is. I want to sit under people that have, older in the Lord than me, that have been there many years before yeah. me, that have gone through what I'm going through, you know, that they can teach me all the tricks of the trade where I can mature faster in the things of God. I can grow up faster in the things of God. And you just mature five times faster sitting under the fivefold ministry gifts and being planted in the house of God. And so, man, uh, we want to come to maturity. We want to bring you to maturity. But it really happens about being planted, planted in the house of God. Yep, Absolutely. You know, it's, um, and you know, people say, well, um, you know, I don't know about going to a church. There's hypocrites there. Well, you know what? Maybe, well, maybe that's true. But you know what? None of us walk on water, but there's hypocrites everywhere. You still go to Walmart. Yeah, but, you know? <laughs> but, but what you got to understand is that the church is a spiritual hospital. Yeah, this is a so hospital. It's a hospital to where, it's sort of like going to a hospital and criticizing that there's sick people there. Right. Right? You or, wouldn't or do going that. Or go right. visit a jail and say, well, there's, there's criminals There's here. criminals, right. Well, of course there are. Well, of course there are. Exactly. So that is just a lame excuse, yeah. I believe. The fact that, and a lot of people try to use that excuse, hypocrites. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, none of us are perfect. <laughs> yeah. We're imperfect people preaching a perfect message. Yeah. And we all have faults. We all fail from time. That's why we need each other. Yep. But yes, but let me tell you though, don't be surprised when you go to a local church and like it's a spirit and you find sick people. You will yeah. find sick people. Well, you, you used this example there a moment ago. Um, on Sunday, after we had our Sunday evening in the park, there was a group of us that uh, went out and played baseball and softball for a little bit. Just kind of a little practice, so to speak. When we didn't play a game or anything. Well, I back in 2007, um, five days after my youngest daughter was born, I had um, an injury where I broke the two the lower the, the two bones in the lower part of my leg and had a severe dislocation. 
and I had to go through a surgery and they put, um, at that time they put nine screws and a plate in my ankle. Five years later, seven of those screws and the plate were taken out. Well, ever since then I've had, there's times it feels like the bones in my toes. Like if I, if I land a certain way or if I'm running and you know, just, I take a Mm -hmm. step a certain way, it feels like the bones in my, in my feet and in my toes are, are almost like grinding together. To the point where um, the last couple days, and I never made a big deal about this, it's just something I've, I've dealt with since that initial injury. The last couple days, I had to be very careful with how much I walked. Yeah. You know, I had to keep, I had to take care of that foot to let it heal. Now, it's it's still a little tender today, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt. the The point I'm trying to make with this, with, with telling you this story, is this: as my foot was healing, the rest of my body was compensating for that weakness. Right. And that's what the body of Christ really does. Yeah. If there's somebody that comes in that's hurt, wounded, mm-hmm. we compensate and lift that one up. You know, right. we, we build that one up the way that Scripture says. Yes. And um, and then when when they heal, mm-hmm. you know, then then they can be a part of the healing process for someone else. Yeah. And and you know, that's folks. You want to know what God's doing in the last days? There it is. There it is. He's he's using us to expand His kingdom. Right. And build up His body and mm-hmm. get His bride ready for. That's the right. return of Jesus. Yeah, and it, I mean it's such a it's such a great love story. You know, I'd love to tell you that anything that calls itself a church is like that, mm-hmm. but there is a huge difference between a church group right. and the body of Christ, right. the ecclesia and church. There's two; those are two totally different entities. Mm-hmm. And but being a part, you know, if you can find locally a ministry that is preaching the truth that has people that genuinely love God and genuinely love each other. You're going to heal, and you're going to yes. be excited. You're going to want to come and be a part of what God's doing, and exactly. we've seen that. We've seen that happen in you know less than a year here. Yeah, you know it's it's just been it's just nine months. It's been an amazing thing to watch what God is doing, right. and you know, like I said, we can't be a complete body without you. So whether you're in right. on the west coast of the United States or in Europe or Asia, or you're here a couple hours away, we, we've got. Um, I know we've got listeners that um, in in uh, uh, Northwest Pennsylvania that are near and dear to me. They've got a good church home there. Right. They've got a great church home. They got great pastors there. There's if you're listening from Northwest Pennsylvania, find that church. It's in right. Titusville, PA. It's not hard to find. You're going mm-hmm. to find people who will love you. If yeah. you're here local in North Central West Virginia, we will love you. Yeah, and I'm reminded of the uh, parable of talents where I think that God expects us to take our talents and use them for his honor and glory mm-hmm. to be a blessing to the body of Christ. Yeah. But you can't do that unless you're part of the body of yeah. Christ. Well, that's what I've, I care. I've wondered that. How many people that can sing beautifully right. for the Lord or can play They're a They're hiding their talent. Or can teach. Right. Have a heart for young people. Yeah. And they're, they're hiding their talent. They're hiding their maybe talent. They, maybe they got hurt somewhere in the past. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe nobody has just ever taken the time to invest in them. That's one of the things that I'm pleased with this ministry yeah. is how much we invest in people. You know, if there's a call, we want to help you find that call. We want to yes. help you refine that call and use it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, folks, hey, like we said, God is up to something in these days. In these appointed times, he's and, up to something. And it's exciting. It's exciting. It's, it's exciting. exciting to see Bible prophecy it, come to fulfillment. That just blows my mind. It is. It's it, it, you know. I mean, we we've read this a lot in Romans. We've talked about this a lot. That mm-hmm. all of creation groans for the revelation of the sons of God. Right. And we're living that day. We're you living know, that day. God's creation is waiting for the revelation of who His children are. 
And, yeah. and that's exciting to see it. It's exciting to see this is, this is one of the signs of the times that God spoke of. And that's why I think we're kind of on the topic of the of Bible prophecy because years ago we, we just pre, we preached and taught Bible prophecy, but today we're seeing it come alive yeah. right before our eyes yeah. as never before. Right. It just, it's just amazing. Yeah, you, like we could go back and, and some of the books that were written over the years, and like we said, the, 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 they, didn't, they didn't misinterpret the prophecy. They just had the wrong players in that prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've heard, I think we were talking the other night, that we've had former presidents of the United States, if everybody right. was convinced, were the Antichrist. Right, right, right. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan was, was a candidate for the Antichrist because his first, middle, and last name all had six letters. You know, just goofy stuff. And yeah. people, you know, people, uh, Gorbachev in, in the Soviet Union, because he had that birthmark on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just different ones. Recently, you know, we've heard some of our recent presidents right. were the Antichrist. And, and I mean, you've seen, and, and it's just like, you have to look at it and say, and you have to acknowledge and be humble enough to say, well, they weren't, they're not born in the right part of the world. Right. They don't fit the criteria of what the Bible says. Right. And, and, you know, we just need to, let, let's just stop trying to over-spiritualize everything, and let's just look and see what God's doing. Exactly. At the same time that he's exposing darkness into light, mm-hmm. he's pulling people out of darkness into his light and building right. his body. Yes. And, you know, I, Carrie, you can, you can back me up on this. The church, the, the body of Christ today, let me say it this way, the body of Christ today looks a lot different than what we defined the church to be in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. Because you had to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you had to dress a certain way, you had to sing a certain way, read a certain way. Right. And now we're finding out that, you know what, the same the same cast of characters that Jesus used as his disciples, those yeah. original 12, are the same cast of characters that God's using to build his body today. <laughs> right, right. right. Exactly. They don't look like church people. Yeah. But they do look like the body of Christ. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. Yep. So true. So true. <laughs> so true. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, folks, we are at about 45 minutes into this. And we want to, I'm going to give Carrie some, uh, some time to, you know, just give some final thoughts. And I will come back on here in a moment to, um, you know, give you some information. And, um, you know, we look forward, we're going to continue this series on uh, Bible prophecy as we go forward. Um, we're going to have other episodes that will be um, uh, broadcast uh, here soon that will not necessarily be on the, the, the theme of Bible prophecy, but we're going to have some different individuals that are going to come in. Sometimes yeah. I'll be doing these broadcasts. Sometimes Carrie will be doing these. But we're, we're going to do our best to really um, you know, get, get active in this uh, podcast ministry so we can get the word out to you so you can help us get the word out to the world. That's it. So, Carrie, final thoughts. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, final thoughts. Is just even write the most popular scripture in the world, John chapter 3. And look at it in verse 14. It says, As Moses was lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And you need to understand that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to lift up and magnify Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way to salvation. We need to understand that. Verse 18, Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. And I know that's very uh, popular portion of scripture, but it rings true. God loves you. He does. He loves you so much. He sent his son to die for your sins, to die for the, your sins on the cross, to give us everlasting life. And we have to believe. And when you work up that word believe, what it means, it means to fully trust, fully rely on, literally putting your, the life in a, one into another's hands. And that's what you do when you come to Jesus Christ. And I just want to encourage you, anyone out there that needs Jesus to receive Jesus Christ, I am asking you to do that right now. Just bow Thank your heads you, and pray and just to repent of your sins and ask Jesus into your heart and live for God and, and find that church and get involved in the body of Christ. Get involved in the ecclesia. Get involved in what God is doing these last days. It is very exciting to see his mighty hand, his power, his glory in the sanctuary. Oh, glory be to God. Praise thank the Lord. You, Jesus. Well, folks, again, we want to thank you for tuning in today. Um, this is Pastor Jamie Gizzy um, along with Pastor Carrie May. Uh, Calvary's Victory Ministries is the covering umbrella ministry for the Crosshairs family of um, churches. We have our first plant located in Bridgeport, West Virginia, Crosshairs Bridgeport. We are located at 133 Johnson Avenue in Bridgeport, West Virginia, 26330. You can reach us by phone at area code 304-842-4852. Um, the announcer will be coming on, giving you some more information where you can join us. The Open Door Podcast, CVMI Open Door Podcast, uh, will be broadcasting regularly. And um, if you will get onto um, Google or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any podcasting, any of the major podcasting platforms, and subscribe, you will be notified when new content is posted. Um, but again, we thank you guys for joining us. Um, this is our fourth episode that we've done in this season and, and we're just, we're looking forward to, we've had fun up to this point and we're looking forward to what God's going to continue to do through this platform. So stick with us here for a few moments. The announcer's going to come on and give you some information. God bless you all. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been Pastor Jamie and Pastor Carrie with Calvary's Victory Ministries. This has been the CVMI Open Door Podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today. We trust you've enjoyed your time in the Word and in fellowship with us. This podcast is available on most major platforms, so please subscribe to be up to date on new episodes and content. For more information on the ministry of CVMI, Pastor Jamie Gizzy, or the CVMI ministry team, please contact us by email at cvmiwv at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook at CVMI Open Door Podcast. Thanks again for your prayer and support. Until next time, may God continue to richly bless you and your household.